Radio. The transmission and reception of electromagnetic waves on radio frequency, especially those carrying sound messages, or the activity or industry of broadcasting sound programs to the public. Fanboy. A male fan, especially one who behaves in an obsessive or overexcited way. This is the Radio Fanboy Podcast, and here's your host, Bevo. Can't believe we've made it to episode number three. Hello and welcome. Today's guest started his career back in the 80s. You may remember the iconic Stereo 10 in Brisbane, the nighttime show, the boogie check, I think it was called. In the 90s, the Fat Boys on 91.9 CFM. It was the first breakfast show on the station. And these days, he's back into breakfast radio, solo in Townsville, Power 100. Dave Daly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Bevo. Yes, indeed. It's been a long, long trip. What a fun one. (laughs) Was it it the 1980s that you started your radio career a little bit earlier? Well, a little bit earlier, actually. I started at 4GY in Gippie, good old G-Town. And uh, we had a program manager there by the name of Paul J. Turner. And, of course, when you're a kid you know, in Gippie, your dream is to get to you know, Radio 10, Stereo 10. That is the, that's the goal. And I uh, always wanted to do it. And uh, I was just doing the shift one night, and Roger Green, or Hugh Drury, his name is, called up, and he said, you, you take a while to answer the phones, mate. I said, oh, sorry about that. It's Roger Green. When he said that, I mean, in those days, as a kid in radio, it's incredible. And when he says, basically, you know, come down, you've got the job in Brisbane, blows your mind. I mean, Stereo so, uh, 10 was so we- iconic. There were so many things happening. That's right. That's right. And uh, back in those days, I was doing mid-dawns. They did have things called mid-dawn shifts, which was great for young jocks. And yes. you get on air at midnight, and you work through till 6 in the morning, and you have a ball. And didn't we have some Don't amazing callers there? call through at that time of the morning? You do, mate. You do. <laughs> it's, a, it's a shock. It's a shock. But from there, of course, you want to get on tonight. So Phil O'Neill was doing nights at that stage. And then I got the chance to uh, take his job, Ugly Phil. He wasn't known as Ugly Phil back then. And uh, then I went on to nights and he went on to late nights. And then that's when we started that crazy nighttime talk show for kids called The Boogie Check. The Boogie Check, yes, it sounds very 80s, that's for sure. So tell us what happened on The Boogie Check. Basically, it was um, Roger Green, the the program manager, when he heard me on air, he just, he turned me loose, basically. He said, just just go for it. So we just take calls. And I suppose when I was a a child, I I listened to a guy called Wacker McCartney, I think his name was, and he was, you know, chainsawing people and blowing people up and all that sort of stuff the callers and it was just fun so we kind of recreated that and we also uh, there was a boogie check in the united states where it was modeled on so it was just uh you talk to someone you don't like it you just cut them off ah. we had characters on. yeah we had characters on there like granny and uh, then i met up with rob elliott and rob did uh, a lot of great characters with me so it, it was characters we had granny gus the cleaner and but all the kids all the kids became characters as well so it was just entertainment. And, you know, you, you wouldn't do it these days. Like, we went into a break, a talk break, and it, sometimes it'll last 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no. so any, it was just anything goes. Yeah, none of this three-and-a-half-minute breakfast uh, cut-off positioning. You were just going no, and going and going. No, <laughs> And we took nights from 10% uh, with that, as you call it, a format. 
because even the guys at um, Austereo are freaking out going, this isn't radio, how's this rating? <laughs> it went from 10%, 10% to 18%, wow. which is um, a, a really big jump. Yeah, that's brilliant. So let's talk about uh, the launch of um, CFM on the Sunshine Coast and the Fat Boys. Yeah, well, how, how that started up was um, when I was in Townsville first time around, I, I ran into a guy called Steve St. John. And, you know, in those days in radio, it's all about going out, drinking, eating, and, of course, you become rather large. And Steve was over at my place one night, and uh, he said, let's do breakfast together in, in Townsville. I said, yeah, okay, no worries. And we're having a few drinks and laughing. I said, what are we going to call it? I was thinking of all these breakfast shows like Steve and Dave, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then Steve goes, Steve looks at me and he goes, the fat boy. <laughs> and at that stage, we had a few rums and just rolled off the lounge onto the floor laughing, went into the program manager in the morning and said, we want to call ourselves the fat boys. And he oh, goes, wow. It's back. Great. Rang my mother, who was alive at that stage, and she goes, you're not going to call yourself the fat boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how, how embarrassing. But it was a great name and it worked well up there. And then Paul Amos heard us. And then he took us from there down to the Sunshine Coast to launch CFM. Wow. That, that would have been an incredible yeah. experience because I remember how loose you guys were on air and you used to prank the other breakfast show on the other station and then oh, you got called into the PD's office for pranking them and blah, 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 blah. Bevo, a lot of people hated us. We didn't care. <laughs> we just did the show. Other radio stations, even you know, stations within our building, owned by our company. Yeah, you know, the, the team in the team in the next studio hated us. So we were up against it all. John Laws, we pranked him kind of, and um, but we paid for that. But um, I gave Steve a test. I said, "I dare you to try and get on the talkback show. That's your challenge." Oh. and and he did. He got on air, and then someone dobbed us in. Uh, to uh, John Laws' producer, yep. and then uh, we we received a letter that our general manager, Nick Scott, who basically, uh, we gave him a lot of heart attacks. He said, boys, 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 sit down, sit down. <laughs> we've, got a, we've, got, we've got a letter from Sydney regarding you guys. Oh, here we go. Laws, he wants to sue us. But thank God he didn't. John just, um, John scared us. He certainly did. When you when you know uh, John Laws who teams after you for something you've done, yeah, you're in trouble. But yeah. we, we got off the hook, that's the main thing. But but our GM said to us, he said, boys, look at me. I like to go out and have a nice lunch with clients and enjoy myself, but I don't want to deal with letters of complaints every day. But, yeah, okay. No worries. But we kept doing it. So when uh, the station launched, it was part of, um, I think 4WS went to FM, it became uh, Mix 93 FM, and then yeah, obviously yeah, the, the 90, second... Yeah, 92.7 or something. Yeah, that's it right. Was, um, yeah, Grundy's over that's right, and, and then and then the spare the second studio became the CFM studio in Nambour, didn't it? Something it? like that. We yeah. were in Nambour anyway while yeah. we were doing the fat boys there. Yeah, yeah. I did work experience there, and in, in the nineties, um, I think it was Ross, Ross and Kath for breakfast. You probably yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, worked down the hallway from them. Yeah, they had us too. <laughs> Have any reason why they're no longer doing breakfast radio? Surely the fat boy scared them out oh, of the building. Too. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, then, no, we, we had fun at other people's expenses. So you rejoined the world of radio recently. You went up to uh, Hot 100 and Darwin, became a content director, and now you're down in Townsville back on breakfast radio solo. How did how did that come about? Yeah, that's a shocker. I know. Um, I was up in in Darwin there, of course. The general manager up there, radio still it still is mates, yeah. mates, you know, mates. 
that's the way it rolls, mate. Yeah. And uh, the GM up there has been a mate of mine for years, so uh, he said we need a. Uh, he he got me, and I can talk about this now. Yeah. He got me because he said, mate, I want you to come in and be the uh, the PD of uh, Mick in Darwin. Yeah. I said, yeah, no worries, not a problem. This is a typical radio story. And also, you're doing a shift. Yep, not a problem. So that's all good. I turned up the first day and sat in my office and I met the, the breakfast team, Greg and Ellie, who are fantastic, and uh, settling in. And then another two announcers walked in. They said, hi, how are you going? I said, oh, hi. So, so who, who are you guys? I said, oh, we're the, um, we're the breakfast team from um, Hot 100. I said, right. So who's your PD? Who's your... You are. Really? Right. Okay. <laughs> So you found out when you walked in on the day that you had two (laughs) breakfast teams to look after. Yeah, good on you, Harvey. (laughs) I just roll with it. But that's another one of those fun stations up there, those two stations. The announcers have a ball, and Darwin is a different world. But, um, yeah, it was was a lot of pressure there because you're um, you're pulling an airship, your PD of two stations. So um, basically, uh, it's a 24-hour job, 24-hour job. Absolutely, on call. And, and uh, of course, Darwin is uh, quite a relaxed part of Australia. Um, it is. Crocodiles, beers, and uh, those yes. Northern Territory drafts. Oh, my goodness. How, how many leaders in those things? Oh, uh, they're gone now. Oh, they're gone, are they? Okay. Yeah, they're, they're, a, they're a collector's item, those big bottles. So yeah, I think my dad had one somewhere. in his bar back in the 80s or something like that, but thought they might be Look, uh, they, still they production. They still like a drink. Yes. Darwin still likes to drink. There's no doubt about that, but it's a very relaxed town and everyone. They were chilled up there. Yeah. No, no, no stress up there. So they have a good time. So from there, um, I got a call from um, Chappie, Matt Chapman, who said um, there's a position going in Townsville. We'd like you to uh, move on to it. And I said, do I have an option? And, and Chappie style, so not really, no. Oh, okay. wow. So there you go. That's, it's a, it's a, yeah, that's, a, that's a general so, manager like, for you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what they're all like. But, um, you know. It was fun, and I've been to Townsville before, so uh, it was pretty easy to slip back in there. But I, I did request somebody to be on with me, and I remember Chappie saying, no, you're on by yourself. Wow. Other people can do it. Yes, right. Yeah, which is a tough one. As anyone knows in radio, doing breakfast by yourself, not bouncing off anybody when you're used to doing that, is, is it's a tough gig. So let me guess, a lot of phone calls to make up for that uh, co-host that isn't there. That's right, and uh, and I called my old friend um, Rob Elliott. Oh yes, strangely enough, it has character voices. Yeah, because Rob brought out a board game called um, Smart Up. Oh right, yep. Yeah, he did. He did quite well out of that. So uh, he's just living at Noosa. Yeah. So I just said, Rob, in between surfing and whatever else you don't do in a day, uh, is it possible if you can do some character voices? And uh, he's come on air and he's doing about four different character voices for me now. So oh, uh, awesome. it does fill the hole. Oh, that's good. And uh, we thought, well, I hope we, we rate, because I've only been, I was only there seven months, and I thought, oh, no, there's no way you're going to go up in the survey and, and talk to other people on radio. I said, no, you, you have to settle in for a couple of years, which is normal. Yeah. But uh, we, we did jump in the first book, so uh, oh, good. quite happy with that. When, when the next survey books are going to be in radio, the way the, the world is, who knows? So but, what's, uh, what's changed in Townsville since uh, the Fat Boys and now Dave Daly on Power 100? What's changed here? Yeah. I think um, the, the drinking side of things, and I hate to bring it up again, there was that in radio where 4 o'clock in the afternoon every Friday, everyone could go out to bars. Yep. 
that doesn't exist anymore. And um, it's probably it's a good thing for people's health because uh, where there was a bar on every corner in Townsville, there's now a gym. <laughs> so, everyone, everyone's just working out, working out these days. So but, it's harder uh, to become a fat boy in Townsville these days. Oh, no, no, no. It's still, it's, you know, well, Brett, well, you're a thin guy, but breakfast radio is very lethargic. So uh, if you don't, if you've got the energy to go to a gym in the afternoon, which I don't, uh, it's it's very hard. But uh, yeah, I think I'll still be uh, carrying that weight a while. <laughs> well, so good to uh, talk to you today, Dave. Thanks for joining us on the podcast, and uh, all the best with that solo breakfast show in Townsville. Yeah, I know it's hard, but as long as you're having fun and the callers are having fun, and you go up in the ratings. That's all that matters. Absolutely. There you have it, Dave Daly from Power 100 in the one and only Townsville. Until next time, sayonara. The Radio Fanboy Podcast was hosted by Bevo and produced by Matt Fulton Productions. 